The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase tonight. More football? Yes, please. Plus, Austin Blythe finds a new home. Is his replacement already in L.A.? And later, I see Joe Stradamus returning in the near future. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, which can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of stuff to get into. It's been a little a little heavier on the news this week than it has been in recent weeks, and that's that's exciting stuff to me, man. I don't know. The NFL news dropping. We get more football. We get announcements from Roger Goodell that absolutely make me crazy excited and uh the rams you know not a whole lot specifically going on with the rams but we've got some stuff to talk about nonetheless just real fast i did want to um to let you guys know as well i did get this pointed out to me a bunch of times and that is always okay you guys are always allowed to point out when i'm wrong on something because it sometimes happens all right it happens sometimes we all get wrong every once in a while but I do appreciate you guys calling me out. That's 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 never a problem. If I get something wrong, you guys are absolutely allowed to tell me about it. What I messed up last week, though, guys, was uh, the Deshaun Jackson numbers against the Rams. I had completely blown off the game last year with uh, Deshaun Jackson as an Eagle playing against the Rams. So I don't have those all the numbers added up in my head for you guys right now. Uh, but I did uh, I did completely blow that game off entirely. So he did uh, he did play against the Rams last year. I totally. Totally ignored that. That was um that was a heck of a day. I actually I had a good time watching the the game that that uh, that week. That was a that was a pretty fun one. We had that that was like one of the only games this past season that we had the entire Colorado Springs squad together watching the game, and and that was kind of rare last year. 2018, it was not rare at all. Let me tell you, everybody showed up every week on that one. Then 2019 kind of fell off. Last year. Kind of hit or miss, but uh, more miss than hits, which is sad. But if you're in Colorado Springs and you need a, a crew, then uh, hit me up. Let's hang out. Let's watch games on Sundays together. Uh, we watch the LA Rams. And it's always a good time because the Rams are uh, the best thing. And uh, it's fun. I do need to, uh, I, I can't just not address the shirt that I'm wearing at all uh, throughout this entire thing. Um, but I just picked up this bad boy, and this is what happens when you're almost 30 and you come into, like, a little bit of expen- like expendable income. This is this is the, the progress that you get. But if you guys forever thought that I wasn't always wearing sweatpants and slippers while recording the show, you guys are dead wrong. That's always what I'm wearing. Uh, it's a sweatpants, slippers. Here up is where I need to look awesome, which is where my Rams stuff comes in. We got a lot to get into, though, so let's go ahead and hop into it. First, we're going to talk about the NFL approving the 17-game season, and I am over the moon about this. I'm so excited, guys. I, I understand some people saying that they're not excited about this or or players. That makes total sense that players wouldn't be over the moon about this one. Uh, to me, though, we just get more football, and I realize, like, you, like, 
I guess the 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 argument that's that's kind of uh, it, it's kind of just not making sense to me from the fan perspective is injuries, and I get it. I get that we don't want to see more injuries, but it's football and it's a pretty violent sport, and every single play there's some pretty big collisions that happen. So, I mean, injuries are part of the game. It's an unfortunate part of the game, but it's something that's going to exist. And so adding a game, to me, I to, to me, we just get more football. That's what that means. Not more chances for injuries, not more chances for things to go wrong. For me, that's that's more chances to make some sick plays. That's uh, one more one more week out of the out of the year that we get to watch our L.A. Rams play a game. And to me, I mean, I have I have no issues with that. Either way, though, the Rams' 17th opponent will be the Baltimore Ravens. It does not look, by the way, that this is going to be like a final week of the season kind of thing. The NFL likes having division games like the last, last really two weeks of the season, uh, but definitely week, uh, well, what's now going to be week 18, because there's not going to be a bye added in. Uh, but that, that week 17 uh, previously, the NFL's liked having division games there, so I don't think that's going to change. What I wouldn't be surprised about, though, is seeing this be a week one kind of deal. Just make it the opener. That wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think that's what we see. I think it's I think it's scattered. I think it's sporadic. I don't think it's all a one-week thing that this new game gets added in and that everybody plays like all NFC versus AFC. Like, that all happens in the one week. I just don't see that happening. Uh, but we do know the, the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams will travel to the Baltimore Ravens as all AFC teams are hosting this season as far as this 17th game goes. But in the 2022 season, the Rams opponent will be the same place finisher of the AFC East. So whoever wins the AFC East, because I've got some confidence over here that the LA Rams are going to win the NFC West. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, if all goes according to what we all think can happen, it looks like 2022 we'll see the Buffalo Bills at SoFi Stadium, which would be really fun to go to. Honestly, uh, those Bills fans, I love the Rams with my entire heart. Uh, but the Bills fans might be my favorite fan base. I love you guys. Don't get me wrong. I love you guys. Those Bills fans know how to party, though. And I def I desperately want to get up there to a Rams game to go watch the Rams and Bills play uh, out in Buffalo. I think that'd be an amazing time. I, I can't wait. But either way, same place finisher. So, I mean, what, maybe the Patriots come back in. Uh, maybe I mean, maybe the Dolphins. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Maybe Zach Wilson's the truth and the Jets are winning the AFC East. Maybe the Rams aren't winning the NFC West, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but either way, you guys will know that the AFC East same place finisher as the Rams at the end of this season will be headed to SoFi in the 2022 season. Original rumors said that the 17th game could be neutral site for everybody, neutral site. It does not look like that's the case. We'll get into a little bit more about the scheduling a little bit later on this one because there is like a completely separate topic that also kind of ties into this one. It's all... There's a lot of NFL news happening right now. Roger Goodell's making Joe Baggs a very happy man over here. I'll take, I'll tell you that much for sure. But uh, we know that that's not the case. It's not going to be a neutral site thing. So in 2021, the 17th game, it's all NFC at AFC, and then it'll alternate. So the 2022 season, that's why the Rams will be hosting the winner of the AFC or the <laughs> the same place finisher of the AFC. Maybe I'm getting way too ahead of myself. It is March. I need to relax. It's the last day of March. If you guys are watching me, it's probably April by now, but it's only April. And we're all, I'm talking about the Rams just winning the, the division like it's not a super tough division, like there's not three other really good teams in this division or something. Anyway, every other schedule rotation looks to be unaffected, which is actually kind of nice because that, that helps that helps us know when we're going to be in certain cities. Like I know being out here, being a Colorado guy, 
I know that that means that the LA Rams will be at the Denver Broncos in 2026. That's just the way the rotation goes. It was 2020, 10, uh, 20, 2020, 10. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. It was the 2010 season, Sam Bradford's rookie year. I was at that one. Then 2018, uh, where Gurley had a really, really big game, uh, that, that day it was snowing. It was super cold. It was like a high of 22 in Colorado that day, snowing most of the day and stuff. It was really fun, but won that one. So I've, I've never seen the Rams lose in Denver. Uh, except for preseason games, that happens, but whatevs, I don't care about those. I couldn't tell you the score, couldn't tell you anything about them. I know that, uh, I, I can't even remember his name. Some running back, backup running back who got cut, I, he had a really big run late, and that was cool. That was hard knock season. Whenever, uh, <laughs> you guys, I'm sure that makes sense to some, uh, to most of you guys out there, the hard knock season. Uh, so it would, that would have been 2017. So that was, uh, that was fun. That was a good, good time. Rams lost that one, but it's preseason, so who cares? And let's see, uh, schedule expected to be released in April, so if you guys are watching me this month, and if you guys are hearing the podcast version on Wednesday, which is day of recording, the 31st, uh, then it'll be next month. But either way, we, we usually get that in April, about draft time, maybe a little bit before, sometimes, it's usually about like a week before. I think last year was a little bit different, but we were also like in a weird pandemic, didn't know what was going on, didn't know what was going to happen with all that stuff, so I think that the NFL was kind of trying to be like, eh, well, let's wait a second on this, but either way. We'll get the schedule out pretty soon, and then we'll know exactly what I call, it's it's not the schedule, it's the hit list, all right? We're knocking these guys out in this order is what's happening, and yeah, so we'll get that soon, which will be fun, but uh, we'll we'll know exactly where this Rams at Ravens game, when that will be played, and what part of the uh, season that will be played in, but with this move also, the Super Bowl, which is scheduled to be hosted at SoFi Stadium in LA this season. Uh, that's now being pushed to February 13th. So the day before, I think that's the day before Valentine's Day, right? I never have any idea. Uh, but either way, it's going to be right there in that that little time slot there. It's it's typically like a week before <laughs> Valentine's Day. Now it's not. Now it's like right before. So either way, uh, people are going to be hungover for Valentine's Day. So that's cool. And then uh, one, like basically what, okay lost my train of thought there real fast but uh the expansion rule uh, like basically one item that was included in this expansion doesn't make any sense so one item that was included in the 17 game schedule well i guess the schedule is expanding that's why that word's here either way one thing that was included is the fact that uh due to this this schedule changing and everything Every team is going to play international series games. It's not just going to be the Jags and Rams anymore. Rams, of course, now that we're in SoFi, we're not knocking those out every single year. But uh, Jags, for sure, they've been a big part of that. The international series playing over in London and stuff. It's like London's favorite team. I mean, it's got to be. They've been there so many times. Uh, but part of the deal with the 17-game schedule was that every NFL team would host, quote-unquote, a international series game at least once every eight years with 32 teams a rotation makes total sense and that's actually the conversation is that a rotation will be put in place and that basically you'll know ahead of time when your team is going to host a international series game and i think that's actually kind of cool i don't hate this at all uh we do have some other information on international series games in a bit but there's some really cool stuff going on with the international series uh but i don't hate this i i, I don't it doesn't really bother me, and I, I'm guessing that because it, we're looking at about four international series games a year, I'm guessing that we'll eventually just see it by division. Maybe. I, I don't actually know, but we'll see that rotation get put into place. 
Uh, and then this year, of course, it's going to be a little bit different. We're still, you know, kind of coming out of the pandemic and everything. So, so we'll get there as far as that, that rotation goes. I don't anticipate anything being like kind of concrete now, or maybe even by 2022, I don't know if we'll have that rotation, but I would guess that that's something that the NFL is already working on. That process is already moving. I'm sure of it. It's the NFL. They've got plans out for the next like 15 years, which still surprises me that they're rocking with, uh, what is it? Is it? Is it Dish or DirecTV? I can never remember. I, I don't have the NFL uh, Sunday ticket. Either way, I think that's weird to me that they're still re-upping that stuff and that they're still rocking with it because the NFL, you feel like the NFL with its power and with its draw and everything, that they would just get their own streaming service, that they would just start their own. You get the NFL app or whatever, uh, and, and you just stream your whatever games. Like You just buy a subscription. You can buy team subscription or, or the whole subscription. I don't know. I'm not the, the science guy. But behind that kind of stuff where I could figure that out, it just makes total sense that if I wanted to pay like 20 bucks a month, I could watch all the Rams content I want and may or maybe like 50 bucks or whatever. It doesn't matter, but that I could watch all the Rams content that I want, maybe locked out from other teams, but I could watch the Rams live games, anything like that. Or you could pay a, a bunch of money, a bunch more and get every team and every uh, every game live. So I don't know, that just makes sense to me, but. I know with these TV deals that the the NFL's been been nailing down. I mean, they just locked in that huge one uh, for the next what is that twelve years or something like that. So, uh, I mean, obviously they're not hurting for money, and that my idea is just to make them more. I don't. But hey, I'm I'm like I said, I'm not the I'm not the math guy back there doing uh, doing these numbers. I have no idea how it works. Let's move on. So former Rams center Austin Blythe has signed a one year contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've seen this news. And the reaction to the news is what's surprising me because I've been a Blythe guy. You guys know that if you guys are regular watchers here on Ram Showcase, you guys know I've been a Blythe guy for quite a while. I've liked Blythe. He shares a last name with one of my favorite metal guys. And, you know, uh, he's played well for the for the Rams. The, The thing that I'm seeing here is people kind of taking the approach of like, oh, we lost. We just lost Blythe. To the Chiefs, we just lost him to the Chiefs. I he's been a free agent for a few weeks now, guys. I don't uh, like. I was once a guy's a free agent for like three weeks. You have to kind of consider that we're probably not going to bring him back, or at least we're going to hear something along the lines of that they're talking to him or anything like that. But when a guy's a free agent for three weeks and we hear nothing, I mean, it's I think it's safe to assume that they're probably gone and they're probably talking to other other squads. So. I don't understand why we're just thinking about his replacement now. This kind of has made sense. His contract was up. I did pre- predict him staying. Of course, that's not the case. It happens, whatevs. But the the replacement for Austin Blythe, I really am confident that he's already here. I'm really confident that he's already here. So the logical replacement is center Brian Allen, who was the starting center going into the 2019 season for the Rams, did get hurt, and then Blythe came in. I do think that the Rams offensive line got better when Brian Allen went down and Austin Blythe came in. That's neither here nor there because people can improve. People can get better. It's a very real thing that happens. Uh, The Brian Allen in 2019 is probably not going to be the same exact Brian Allen in 2021. I can tell you that the Sheriff Joe Beggs in 2019 is a very different Sheriff Joe Beggs than is sitting right in front of you here in 2021. Very different. A lot of things have changed. Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. I have no idea. It's not my it's not my job to judge that. Either way, I'm sure he's improved. 
there's a reason that the Rams were okay with letting Blythe walk. They didn't really make an attempt to bring him back. But also, I I think it's worth noting to not sleep on Coleman Shelton. Coleman Shelton is a he's been like a backup depth guy and the the team was pretty adamant about bringing Shelton back. So because of that, I do think that there's a chance that that Shelton could get into that uh could sneak his way into that starting position. The bonus is that we get preseason back this year. We're down to three preseason games, which is more than enough. I still think two is plenty. So we'll see this this kind of unfold, and I'm sure like we'll get into the the position battles as it gets a lot closer. It's only April now, but as it gets a lot closer, we'll dig into those. And, and we're also still pre-draft, so let's see let's see our roster before we start talking about the position battles that are that are present. I want to make sure that I like we just want to, we just need the guys like who's who's the, who's battling for these positions. You know what I mean? So either way, I think that Brian Allen has a, has a real chance, and I'm sure that he's gotten a lot better. I would like to see him play. I want to watch him play with my own eyeballs because it's been a while since I've seen him play. And last time we saw him play, he just wasn't performing that well. So Coleman Shelton being a guy that the team was adamant about bringing back, I like that as well. So let's see these guys battle it out. And I'm excited to see how that that unfolds. Either way, though, no matter who, I I have a guy that I would rather see start. It's not my decision. But either way, if the guy that I want to start does not start, that does not mean I wish ill on the guy who does get the job. I hope that Whoever wins the job kicks a bunch of butt cheeks this upcoming season because that's what helps the Rams. Ultimately, I'm a Rams fan, not necessarily a player fan. There are players that I really like, but players come and go. The Rams are forever. I say that a billion times. I feel like that's like, that's what should go on my headstone. If anybody's paying attention, who's going to like bury me? I don't know why that would be the case, but (laughs) if, if you guys are, put that on there. Players come and go. The Rams are forever. Let's get into some more league news. We'll bounce it back. We're going to bounce all over the place in this one because I, I I feel like it. And it's my show. I do what I want. So the NFL has announced that they plan to be at full capacity in every NFL stadium for the 2021 season. Without getting too political on you guys, or political in any capacity. And it's not that I don't like politics or get like... It, I don't understand enough about politics to make any legitimate comments on it and make sense. I just don't follow it. I genuinely like could not tell you who the vice president is. And I realize that, that that may sound bad to some people. I just don't I don't pay attention. I can tell you exactly who the Rams backup running back is. Not the vice president though. It's fine. But either way, Without getting too political on you guys, or political at all, this makes total sense, alright? And, historically speaking, this is like my one mildly political statement, I guess, is, historically speaking, pandemics, globally, in the history of, recorded history, pandemics have lasted about 18 months. That would put us at about June time, and you also have to think that Roger Goodell's got his ear to the ground on this stuff. Roger Goodell knows what's going on, and Roger Goodell... Commissioner of the NFL is not going to come out and say that we plan on full stadiums when there's just not a way that that's going to happen or that or if he doesn't feel really good about that potentially happening. And I don't know numbers. I can't tell you cases. I can't tell you vaccine percentages and stuff like that. I know none of that stuff. I don't pay attention to it. My news is 
NFL Network, okay? I, I truly cannot tell you more information about anything that's going on with the pandemic. I just don't pay enough attention to it at all because I don't, I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't affect my day-to-day. I'm still going to go to work and do the show, so I don't know. But either way, uh, you have to think that Roger Goodell knows what's going on and is in communication with certain people and knows that we'll be able to do full capacity at, at least the majority of stadiums come uh, September time when we're when we're kicking off uh, football for this 2021 season, which is going to be awesome. Uh, this is awesome, awesome news for Rams fans who now get to see beautiful SoFi Stadium. And from the sounds of it, the whole thing that I've been talking about, I was like, oh, it's only going to be California residents allowed. Looks like that's not going to be a thing. All right. So hopefully I can meet some of you guys out in L.A. this year. I'm super jacked to get out there, and I need to see SoFi. I want to live there. If there's any apartments at SoFi Stadium available, let me know. I will rent them. <laughs> I'll rent all of them, and I'll just live in them. Uh, but either way, so uh, yeah, I mean that's. I think that's awesome, though, that we get that we're planning on having full full capacity at these stadiums. I know I, I talked to a buddy that went to uh, the Broncos and Dolphins game up in Denver. And that's a stadium that sells out. I mean, has sold out every game for like 18 years or something like that. And he just said it, the, the vibes were real weird in there, like not having a full stadium for uh, for a Broncos game. It's very, very rare out here uh, that the Broncos don't don't pack that mug all the way out. So that's kind of cool, though. The, the weird thing is, the weird thing about all this is that the Rams, or SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, is hosting a Super Bowl this season. And we have no idea how the game day logistics will unfold. We don't know what this stadium reacts like as far as like concessions and restrooms and stuff like that. As far as a full stadium is this thing, this thing's packed out. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know what game day traffic is going to look like. It's, it's very difficult. It's not impossible, but it's very difficult to, to plan those things ahead of time and to fully understand what's going to happen and the routes that people are going to be taking and, and this this row of cars isn't letting this row in, so this one starts backing up, which ruins this over. Like, we can't really predict that. The bonus is, is that we got 17 games to figure it out before the playoffs even begin. 17 of them. All right, we'll have eight from the LA Rams and nine from the LA Chargers. So we'll get a chance to, to, to figure this out. The Chargers 17th game, they'll be hosting the, the Vikings. So Minnesota will be heading out to SoFi this year. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think that that's at least helpful that we know it's not just eight games to try to figure out these logistics and figure out what game day is really going to look like at SoFi Stadium. Cause right now we have no idea. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what fans are like in there. We don't know how loud it gets. We don't know any of that stuff. So I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a uh, Goodell. He's got to know something, guys. He's got to, right? He's got to. Real fast, we'll get into uh, some international series stuff. Then on the other side of uh, our quick little break here, I just need some water. Uh, we'll get into the rest of the West. Jostradamus makes his return. And then we'll get into our fan quesos. But let's talk about the international series games. This is the next question. Are they happening this year? Answer, yes. It looks like we will have two international series games. Normally, we're shoot, we shoot for four. This year, though, we're still in a pandemic, and it uh, looks like we'll be going for two. It doesn't look like we know what cities this could be in yet. I'm going to go ahead and guess that we'll see one in Mexico, one in London this year, and then that's it. I don't think we'll go too crazy this year, or you know what? Maybe they'll both be in Mexico just due to proximity. Well, So we'll see what happens there. But further along, going into the 2022 season, it looks like 
two London games, one Mexico game, and one Germany game. We're opening up Germany to the NFL, which is really, really cool stuff. It, it also, it really does, it, it, it looks like some volunteering has happened for a Germany game. Looks like the New England Patriots want to be playing in Germany. Robert Kraft is saying that he's like, hey, if you guys need somebody, we'll do it. We'll play Germany. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but it looks like we'll be easing back in just the two this year, and then we'll do that. And then after that, uh, looks like the next cities in line for uh, for international series games or, or countries, I guess you should say, is going to be Canada and Brazil. So NFL coming to Canada, NFL coming to Brazil. I think that's going to happen very soon. Uh, realistically, I would I would put Brazil uh, probably after Canada. Canada makes a lot of sense to, to put it. I would say it's probably going to be an early season kind of thing, though. Probably make it a warm game. You're not going to want to put somebody out there in in December, probably. I'm just a guess. I don't know. And then Brazil, uh, I would say that that would be the next one after that. So those are the next countries looking at international series games. So Germany looks like next and then Brazil, Canada. So the NFL is absolutely expanding. And I hope that this means that something comes back like NFL Europe. I loved NFL Europe. All right. Go Galaxy. <laughs> I was a big fan of NFL Europe. And uh, it sucks to see that go. It's been it's been a while now. I'm sure some younger fans don't even know what I'm talking about, but Either way, it was really cool, and that's the first place that we saw guys, you know, like uh, like Warner and stuff like that. So, I, some cool names have been over there, and it's all. It was always cool to watch the 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 NFL Europe games, and you're seeing them in their uniform and stuff, and then you see like your team's logo on their shoulder, and you're like, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> you know, at least that's how I treated it. I don't know about you guys. All right, so uh, we'll take a quick break here. I got some water into my face, and then on the other side, we got the rest of the West, Jostradamus and your fan quesos. And yeah, welcome back in. So we'll get into the rest of the West. I don't have a ranking for you guys this week, but there's part of a reason, and, and part of that reason is the fact that we did have a little bit more stuff to get into, especially with the 49ers making some moves. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you guys know that I started doing something that's pretty awesome, and I think you guys are really going to love it. I need you guys there. I need you guys there. All right? So we've started, uh, me and some other uh, uh, other YouTubers out there have started an NFC West roundtable. It's going to be a weekly thing, it sounds like. Sounds like pretty weekly, and uh, we might miss a couple here and there. Schedules are very difficult to nail down. When you got four people who live in different parts of the, the country, it's very difficult. But... You can find uh, the the YouTube channel the AZ Sports Fan. So unfortunately, you guys will have to follow the Cardinal, <laughs> but awesome guy uh, and Sweezy is on there as well, and or Steezy, excuse me. So these guys are awesome, and you, we did one last week. We talked about the free agency additions. Uh, you know, I, I of course was talking about the Stafford edition and what and what that could mean to the Rams. And then we were able to talk about the, the Seahawks, the potential Russell Wilson moves, the Cardinals bringing in guys like A.J. Green and, you know, J.J. Watt, stuff like that. And uh, we're still looking for a 49ers guy. I'm hoping that that can happen really soon. Maybe somebody will pop in, you know, this 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 week. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, but either way, guys, I've been sharing it on the on the Ram Showcase Facebook page and uh, Twitter page. So if you guys want to check it out, it's a live show. It happens at four o'clock on Saturdays, L.A. time. So five Joe time, and it's a it's a blast, guys. I have an absolute awesome time doing it. Uh, we just get to talk some NFC West football, and, and it's not just a trash talk thing. It's not where we're just sitting there, uh, just bashing everybody's team. Like, oh, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, he sucks. You know, it's like it's real conversations 
about these all about these teams, which is the in the best division in football. So it's really fun. Go check it out, guys. And uh, if you guys need any more information, feel free. I'll drop links. I'll drop whatever you guys ask for as far as this goes. I need your Rams fans there, though, because it's on the AZ Sports Fans channel. And uh, Cardinals fans are blowing it up. So <laughs> I need some help, guys. I need some help. I need some backup over here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the news, though, here. We'll start with the San Francisco 49ers. They did make the move. They did it. They did the thing. And they traded up to the number three overall pick, likely going quarterback, said they are still not interested in dealing Jimmy G unless they are blown away by an offer. I'll be honest with you guys. I believe it. I believe him. I definitely believe him when he say, when they say that. John Lynch said it. Shanahan said it. I watched the press conference. None of it sounded like coach speak to me. None of it sounded like they were trying to drive up price. It sounded like they were like, no, we like we want to draft a quarterback, but Jimmy still gives us our best chance going into the season. And that makes total sense. And I believe them. I believe them when they say that. So they're going to meet with Justin Fields. They're going to hold a private workout with him. Word on the street is that Mac Jones is the guy. Thanks to Chris Sims, who happens to be good friends with Kyle Shanahan. He's been all over the Mac Jones thing. And uh, that's kind of where the story started. And then now people are piggybacking it. People are piggybacking it pretty hard. There are some, or so, yeah, some media people who are not buying it, me included. I'm not buying it. Uh, I am buying that they don't want to trade Jimmy G. I am not buying Mac Jones. I'm not doing it yet. I, I'm also not buying Justin Fields, to let you guys know that. So, media says it's Fields. Media says it's Jones. My gut, it's Trey Lance. I fully believe that. I fully believe that Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback that the 49ers take third overall. I think we see Trevor Lawrence one to the Jags. I think we see Zach Wilson two to the Jets. And I think we see Trey Lance three to the 49ers. After that, we'll see. I don't know if Atlanta goes quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati's obviously not going to go quarterback, but they could get one of those Bama receivers. It's very strong. So either way, that's what I think happens. I fully expect that to happen. Trey Lance makes the most sense. And also, if you if you tie that in with those press conferences of, you know, we're not interested in trading Jimmy G, he gives us the best chance entering the season over any rookie. He gives us the best chance to win, to start winning games in week one in into the season. After that, we'll reevaluate. We're not going to play this guy unless he's unless he's ready. And if we trade our starter, then we have to play him whether he's ready or not. So they want to make sure that the rookie that they take is going to be fully good to go when that time comes, and then they'll move off of Jimmy G, I'm sure. You don't take a guy third overall to hang on to, to some dude, Jimmy G, who there's reports that other teams want him, you know? So either way, I think that that's, uh, that's realistic. Trey Lance is my pick for the 49ers at uh, that spot. And in other news, they did sign Mohamed Sanu as well. So a wide receiver for uh, Jimmy G as well as possibly Trey Lance. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Rumors that the Seattle Seahawks are interested in bringing back cornerback Richard Sherman. This has led to rumors about Russell Wilson leaving because Wilson and, Shor- and Sherman reportedly did not get along in practice. I don't buy that. Uh, but also, I mean, this has got the the Seahawks with, with Russell Wilson got real big Katy Perry vibes. And what I mean by that is like they're they're very hot and cold. And then they're yes and they're no. <laughs> and they're just, they're really back and forth on this Russell Wilson stuff. Sometimes it, sometimes it sounds like he, hey, he's going to get traded any second here. Hey, hey this is going to happen, man. This is going to happen soon. And then there's times where it's like, there's not a single way we trade him. 
It and so it's very it's got mad Katy Perry vibes to me. I have no idea what's going to happen with with Russell Wilson. If I had to put money on it, I would say that he's going to be a Seahawk this season. We'll see what happens, but that's what my money says is that he'll be a Seahawk this season and then maybe not after that. I think this could be the very last season that we see of Russell Wilson cuz are they helping him? I don't know. Gabe Jackson, he he is there. They did bring him in. He just signed a three-year, $22.575 million extension, so they help him on that side there. I don't know, guys. It, it's it's one of those weird situations. I also, by the way, I'm not buying that Sherman's back, that Sherman goes back to the Seahawks. I don't buy that for one second. I also don't buy that the Richard Sherman rumors back to Seattle say to us that Russell Wilson's going to leave because they just, they didn't get along. Or like they, Richard Sherman used to tell Russell Wilson that he sucked in practice. I, I, I'm i not picking up any of that. They're putting it down, but I'm leaving it down. I'm not picking it up. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, mad Katy Perry vibes on uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They, I don't think they know what they want to do, honestly. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. They did sign quarterback Colt. Colt McCoy to back up Kyler Murray. Low impact move, but interesting uh, that McCoy was the choice. It just seemed like, why McCoy? I, I don't know. I, if, if Murray goes down, do you want McCoy playing? I, I don't know. If if Matthew Stafford goes down, I'm kind of cool with Wolf. But McCoy? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm a Texas A&M fan. And... I'm not a Colt McCoy guy. <laughs> Maybe that's all it is. They also, uh, the Arizona Cardinals do plan to uh, meet with cornerback Quentin Dunbar next week. He is also scheduled to visit with the Detroit Lions, who are going to be known as Rams North from here on out. Because holy moly, they're just taking all of our guys, all of our rejects. And uh, let's see here. This The Arizona Cardinals also did sign strong safety Sean Williams, safety Chris Banjo, and cornerback Malcolm Butler to one-year deals. I'll be honest with you guys, I like these moves for the Cardinals. I don't like the Cardinals, and I hope they don't do well. I hope the Rams are much better than they are this year, but I like these moves for the Arizona Cardinals. Pass defense was their weak spot last year, and they addressed it. I mean, they got a, another pass rusher to go along with Chris Jones and J.J. Watt, and then they add, uh, they, they add to their secondary with guys like Malcolm Butler. We know that Malcolm Butler is a decent player. We know that Chris Banjo is a decent player. We know that Sean Williams is, is, a, is a decent player, so... Uh, they, I think they got better this off season. How much better? I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a, a that big of a jump. And also, I do think that they have the weakest coaching staff in the NFC West, and I think that that hurts them ultimately. Uh, but either way, the Cardinals were the worst team in the NFC West, not record wise, just worst team. 49ers got absolutely blasted with injuries last year. The Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, were the worst team in the NFC West. Not a bad team, but the worst in this division. Uh, so. They got a lot better, and they're still the worst, in my, in my opinion, in the NFC West. But that's also not a shot. I mean, this is the, the NFC West, very strong division right now. So it's not a shot at them. And, and I also do think that there's a very real chance that the Cardinals might be more improved than I expect them to be. I just don't trust their coaching staff. But the conversation is that they are one of the more improved teams in the NFC West, if not the most improved team in the NFC West. Is that going to be enough to push them to fight for a a, uh, a playoff berth with that, like maybe possibly winning the division? I don't know. Could it be between Rams and Cardinals for the division? That seems so weird to me. Like it's usually, it feels like it's, Se it's Seahawks and 49ers all the time. But this year, I mean, we could be wedging them out a little bit. I'm not liking what the Seahawks are doing entirely. The 49ers got beat to hell last year with injuries. 
So if they can stay healthy, I, I think that they're a strong team. But ultimately, Arizona Cardinals did improve. 49ers, if they can stay healthy, they're strong. And as long as the Seahawks have Russell Wilson, they're they're competitive. They're competitive is is crap. So, uh, yeah, these LA Rams need to get it done. And you know, went ten and six and won a road playoff game with with uh, Jared Goff. So let's see if Matthew Stafford can push that to eleven and twelve, maybe two or three playoff wins. We'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and get into Joe Stradamus. All right, this is a segment I've done in quite a while. I gave you guys basically this prediction last week, but I wanted to revisit this. And I wanted to, to to nail it in a little bit. My Joe Stradamus picks, or pick, I, well, there's technically two. So, let's get into it. I believe, as Joe Stradamus, that the LA Rams will sign defensive end Jadavian Clowney. This is not insane. Not insane. The Rams do have some workable cap space. Could easily swing a one-year deal for Clowney. His market value, according to Spot Track right now, is only six point five million dollars. The Rams have that. You know what the Rams also have? Two guys on their roster right now that are listed as defensive ends: Eric Banks and Jonah Williams. Both of those guys figure to be in the rotation, but adding Clowney to the group to play alongside what will probably be Aaron Donald, who I feel very confident will be a starter, and then also that that next person over would be. Sean Robinson or Sebastian Joseph Day. Wouldn't be surprised at either. But you add Clowney to that mix, and on the outside, you get, you know, you get, not Samson Abukram, he's gone now, uh, but you get you get Leonard Floyd, and then on the other side, you get you know, maybe maybe Oboe, Obanai Okoronkwo. Maybe, maybe, maybe he comes in, and, and he's that starter. That front is scary, and I'm, I'm here for it. So Clowney's going to be 29 this season. Science says, for whatever you guys, however deep you get into science, science says that 29 years old is where you should be at your physical peak and where typically males are at their physical peak is 29 years old. He just turned 29 not that long ago. So we got that. I I think that with that defensive line, adding Clowney and, and Donald together with Leonard Floyd, I think is scary. But you also, I mean... Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Sebastian Joseph Day, Micah Kaiser, Jordan Fuller, Darius Williams, Terrell Burgess, Ashawn Robinson, Obanai Okoronkwo, and Clowney. And this was already the best defense in the league. Last year, the Rams' defense, first against yards, first against uh, against points. First time the team has ever done that. It's very realistic that the 2020 LA Rams, that was the best defense that this team has ever had. It's very realistic. Very real. And I know I haven't seen all of them. I'm only 29 years old myself. This is my physical peak, apparently, which is not good news. <laughs> not good news. It also, uh, though, I, like bringing in Clowney, that makes total sense to me. Would not shock me one bit. It also wouldn't, should not blow anybody's mind to see the Rams sign a cornerback or address that spot pretty early in the draft. As far as free agents go, I'm not saying these are guys I want, guys that the Rams will target or are targeting, anything like that. These are just a couple of names that are out there right now uh, that that could potentially be brought in because you got to think that Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams are going to be your outside corners and probably David Long. After that, though, the depth chart gets a little bit more dicey, and I think that the Rams could use uh, one more corner to be that fourth kind of guy. You know, to, a little bit lower down the depth chart, but I think it's very real. Uh, just some some free agent options include, and I'm not saying again, I'm not saying the Rams should, will, are going to 
sign these guys. I, none of that. Just some guys that are out there. A.J. Boye, Richard Sherman, Gary and Conley, Quentin Dunbar, NRC, Nikel Roby Coleman. Thanks for the Super Bowl birth, bro. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and Truman Williams. All very realistic options, in my opinion. Let's get into our fan quesos, and then on the other side of this, that's it. Actually, that's <laughs> on the on the other side of this. We'll um, we'll be out of here. Let me pull. I should have had this open, guys. That's my bad. Let's. Oh, I'm going the wrong place. I, I was opening, I accidentally was opening the article saying that uh, Colorado Springs is getting a Whataburger now, which I don't really care about. We got uh, in and out this last summer. Haven't been up there yet. It's like a 45 minute drive from my house. Um, I don't care though. Um, to me, it's a franchise burger place. So how good could it be? I don't know. I'm not that excited about it. I, I guess I'm interested to try it, but I also don't care. And now Whataburger's coming, which is like the rival, so now I don't know what to think, or what to do, or what to try first, I guess. I guess I'm an LA Rams fan, so I think I'm supposed to like In-N-Out. Is that the rule? And I hate Whataburger, apparently? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are, but now we get both. So if you guys are not part of the both crew, then I don't know what to tell you. Let's see here. Let's go ahead and start with our fan quesos. Brought to you guys by Shaw's Customs. And uh, there'll be links below wherever you guys are seeing or watching me or listening to me or whatever way you're soaking this content in. Uh, there'll be links below. And uh, right now, you can get 25% off. You just at checkout, you're going to use Rams Showcase 25, and that's until like April 20-something. I mean, it's, it's a decent uh, 25th, I think. It's around that time frame. And uh, right now you can get 25% off, so make sure you guys go do it. I don't know if you guys, how well you could see my shot glass here. It's got the LA Rams logo. Ram Showcase mug over here. Ram Showcase mask back here. I've got a Ram Showcase decal over here. I love Ram Showcase, and so should you. But you guys should also let them know that if you guys type in comments, if you guys order something, it's just listed as Rams. Uh, if you type in the comment section, you want the Ram Showcase logo, he can do it for you. I promise he can do it for you. And we'll also be doing uh, giveaways when we bring back live shows, which I'm hoping to bring back decently soon. So stay tuned on that one. We'll keep uh, everybody updated via social media on uh, the, the happenings of the live shows coming back. We'll do trivia questions or something like that to do some uh, sick giveaways. But let's get into our fan quesos. This first uh, couple here come from Tyler. Tyler, by the way. Dude, go Avs, first of all. I mean, Avs are crushing it right now. I really, I know that you're an Avs fan, and uh, you're like one of the only people I know that's a Rams fan and an Avs fan, and those are like my two favorite teams in the universe, so I feel like we're right here, dude. We're right here. We just need to go get beers and watch watch some sports together, because apparently we'd be high-fiving a lot, because we like the same teams. So, let's get into it. Where do you see DJX fitting in? Depth and scheme. Probably four-string under Jefferson. I would put him more of a three-guy. I think he and Jefferson, Jefferson's going to get more playing time than he did last year, but I would put him and Jefferson kind of splitting time a little bit. Uh, for a few reasons, Jefferson's young, Djax is a little bit injury history full, <laughs> and I would say that that'll, that'll probably happen, but I'll be honest, I don't I don't think that it's it's unrealistic that Djax will be the punt returner and kick returner for the LA Rams this season. I, I Simba makes me nervous. Everybody makes me nervous back there. So maybe DJX, maybe maybe he's what we need to to hold down that spot for uh, for the time being. So I I think that that's kind of the fit there. Uh, look for a kind of a Brandon Cooks ish kind of role in some ways. He's not going to be a number one. He's not going to be on the field all the time, but he is going to be that deep threat. But I also think we'll see a lot of crossers and stuff like that. You'll see a lot of you know 
Woods taking off the top and him coming underneath, stuff like that. I, we'll see a lot of that kind of stuff. Next one here from Tyler. With Blythe gone, where do you see the Rams going for the center position? Could be in-house, man. Uh, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Coleman Shelton is the underdog here, and uh, I think he's the sleeper a little bit, and I, I wouldn't be overly stunned to see him get the job. Brian Allen makes total sense as well, but the Rams could be going out of house. I have no idea. We'll see what happens there, but Coleman Shelton and Brian Allen, I, I think, are two legitimate replacements that are already here, so you wouldn't need to make any moves. Next here from Tyler, and with only being April, do you see Stafford in the race for MVP? Because I do. You know, I, I don't know yet, man. It's, um, I, I, I want to see him uh, in a McVay offense first. We've only ever seen him in Detroit with a worse offensive line, not as deep receivers as far as number of weapons. Calvin Johnson's better than the Rams have Ha- the Rams have right now and uh, a better defense, you know, stuff like that. So we can get maybe a little bit more risky, I guess, it, which is not necessarily something I would like to see, but, but it's possible that it happens because we do have a good defense. So I, will he be in the race for, for MVP? Do, I, I truly think that this Matthew Stafford addition, and I realize that it's not all the way across the board. I think it's being overlooked a little bit. I think that this Stafford addition is massive. And I think that this is going to be one of those moves that we look back on in like 10 years and be like, man, do you remember when we brought in Stafford, though, and no one thought that he was going to make this big of an impact? I really think that that could be the situation where Stafford, I think, is going to be known as a Ram when he retires, not a Lion. And I think that a big part of that is because of what these next, realistically, seven years look like. Seven, eight, I would put it, that we'll get out of Stafford. So, yeah, I, I think it's possible. I would say, though, this season... Don't bank on it next season. I think that's the one. Quarterbacks usually take a big jump year one to year two in a system. And next one here from Tyler. And do you see the Rams doing what they usually do in this year's draft? I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it gets too crazy. Draft day, as far as Rams fans go, pretty lowbrow stuff. I mean, we're we're typically taking guys that most fans don't know about. Uh, the, the scouting department for the Rams has been super, super strong. But Brad Holmes, the director of college scouting, it, former is now the GM of the Detroit Lions, so we'll see how that it kind of impacts because I do think that that actually is a is a big impact. You know, Holmes was was with the Rams since 2003, and I mean, we saw what that did. I mean, of course, he was there for the for the dark era, as I refer to it as, but but he was also part of the buildup, and uh, I I think he's I think he's really he I think he's got a good eye. So it, is it, it was it him was it him cr- crushing all these these picks or is it Snead? We're going to find out. We are absolutely going to find out. Cody says, feelings on the 17-game season, which obviously is going to mess up the records. Not a fan of it here. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, records are made to be broken, and it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I realize that the Rams have some that are really cool, but, uh, you know, it's it's more football. And for that reason, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, guys. Uh it's going to mess up records. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, records fall. It's fine. Because we'll still know, like, once somebody breaks Eric Dickerson's record, which is likely, I mean, what, Peterson got, what, seven yards short of it or something? Like, I used to beat it every single year in Madden. <laughs> but uh, with, with that, though, we'll always separate it. We'll always separate the eras. This is the start of a new era, a new records era. 
And so once somebody breaks that, we'll like they'll say, yeah, this guy has a single season rushing yards record. We'll say that for sure. But what we'll also say is, yeah, but this was done in uh, 16 games. It'll always be separate. Dickerson's record will always hold now. And in my mind, going to a 17 game season doesn't mean that the Dickerson record will fall and it'll just be over. It solidifies it. In my mind, going to a 17-game season takes all those records in the 16-game era and just locks them in. Because no one's going to compare. No one's going to go back and compare and say, well, this guy threw this many yards in 17 games, but this guy did it in 16. Like, it's not, it's not going to matter. Those records are now locked in. They're, they're, they're held now. Next one from Cody. Is Matthew Stafford going to come on the show? Dude, I hope so. That'd be so sick. I would love to talk to to Stafford. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Next one, Cody. 17-game season. Can Stafford break the passing yards record before he leaves L.A.? And Joe Thomas. How many quarterbacks break it in year one of the 17-game season? I don't even know what the record is, man. Let me look it up. I'm going to look at this up while I ramble a little bit <laughs> so that I can figure this out. Um, will Stafford break it? Dude, I mean, Stafford's a yards guy. I mean, he very well could... Uh, uh, could could break that record. I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's um, as a like out of the realm of possibilities at all. Because Stafford is a is a guy. Okay, four, five four seven seven. I mean, that's a lot of yards, guys. Peyton Manning did that in two thousand thirteen with the Broncos. He was slinging it that year, though. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be the first year. I think that this. Uh, I think that the adding the adding a game might make might make a teams just a touch less pass happy. Maybe we see a little bit more running now with more games. Will you let fans decide your tattoo if Stafford gets a Super Bowl? And if not, would you let Stafford pick your tattoo? Okay, first of all, yes. I'll do that. I love tattoos, dude. I love getting new tattoos. Um I got my sheriff badge over here, says Sheriff Joe Bags on it. This right here, I just got this is my newest one. I don't know if you guys notice it or not. It doesn't really matter to me. It's a hippo on some pancakes. And yeah, I would absolutely do this. What I would what I would say, though, is I would want to get like four or five options together and then have it be a vote. And it doesn't have to be my options. It does, It's not me just saying like the next five tattoos that I want <laughs> and then having people vote on it. I would take suggestions on it, um, but I would I would have to do it like that because I, I wouldn't want like a like a tattoo of like Donald Duck in a Seahawks jersey or something like that. Like I wouldn't want it to be something ridiculous, like a hippo on pancakes or something. So, uh, yeah, I would. To- I would totally do that. Absolutely, I would do that. If if Stafford wins us the Super Bowl, man, yeah, we'll we'll lock it in and get a tattoo. And I would let Stafford pick another one. I'll let y'all pick one. I'll let Stafford pick one. Let's do this. Let's let's ink it up. I'm a big fan of tattoos. I'm all about you know. Like do do just doing what you like, and if you like tattoos, get some. And I like them, so I'm gonna get some. If you guys don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it then. Maybe go high voice. Uh, next one here from Cody. Outside of the quarterback change, why does the LA Rams get no love? I think Stafford could shatter expectations in year one. Dude, I'm tempering my own expectations, but I'm really excited. I like the more as more time goes on, the more the more I'm like, you know what? This could be a really good move. Did high voice again on you guys two times? Cody made me do high voice. What is happening here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that Stafford's going to do awesome. The quarterback change is really, uh, it's that's a big change. Did lose some guys. Did lose some guys. I, I, I don't like losing Josh Reynolds. I know it's a pretty low impact 
Gerald Everett, pretty low impact. We didn't use him. I think he'll do really, really well with the Seahawks. We just didn't utilize him. I think he got lost in our, the uh, the number of weapons that the Rams have. And, you know, I, I, then, of course, John Johnson leaving, That's that sucks. Troy Hill leaving, that sucks. Brockers leaving, that sucks. So, yeah, it, uh, we lose some guys, but I think that the Rams did get better. I, uh, on offense, at least, the Rams got better. Defense, the reason that I think that the Rams' defense got better is because we go from from Brandon Staley to Raheem Morris. And I know that Staley did a really good job, but Raheem Morris, I, I think, is just a better defensive coordinator. We only saw one year of Staley, and he crushed it. But I still would say, I, if if you gave me the choice today, if you were like, all right, if, if Sean McVay called me and was like, all right, Joe, we need you to make this decision. Do we bring back Staley, or do we, do we go with Raheem Morris? I would choose Raheem Morris myself. I don't know if that's wrong or not. Next one here from Cody. Cardinals potentially being overrated. I think that they are as as big as, well, I think they are as big as a worry at, in our division as, with their head coach, in my opinion. I don't know if that made sense to me. I think the Cards very likely could still end up dead last in the NFC West this year. Thoughts? Uh, they got better. Their roster is not the worst in the NFC West, but their coaching staff is. I And the, the reason that I, I think that the, the Cardinals have a chance to be really good this year the reason that I don't think it happens is because their coaching staff. I'm not a fan of their coaching staff. I don't. Their fans aren't big on Cliff. I don't think Vance Joseph is is worth a damn. And I I don't know, guys. It's just um their coaching staff is the weakest in the in the NFC West. Easy. Why haven't we gotten any uh, cheap vets chasing a ring so far? Will that change with potential success with Stafford? Uh, you know, maybe maybe next year we see that happen a little bit more often, but. I think that the the reason we haven't seen it this year is because like cheap vets, I mean, vets are still expensive, and especially if they're these guys are ring chasing. The reason that they'd be ring chasing is because they've had a strong career, so they come at a cost. You know, we saw what what JJ uh, Watt went uh, to the the Cardinals for. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just nickels, man. So yeah, it's a, that's a tough one. But uh, I would say maybe next year we see a little bit more of that, depending on how Stafford actually does look as an LA Ram. I hope Niners take Mac Jones and get devoured by Donald. Donald, any predictions on that or the Rams draft sleepers? I have no draft sleepers for you, man. Uh, it's April now, so we're going to start getting in there. But if I know about the sleepers, then I guarantee at least 30 teams know about the sleepers because I'm not a big draft guy. Uh, there is draft content out there from other Rams YouTubers and podcasters that's a lot stronger than anything that I can provide to you guys because I don't really pay them close attention to college football. I watch Texas A&M games, and that's it. It's the only team I really watch. I'll... If Air Force is on TV, I'll catch those as well. Go home team, but that's really all. If you guys have questions about Texas A&M, guys, I will be able to answer those for you guys. But uh, as far as you know, draft sleepers, you know, I don't know anybody from like Temple who's going to kick some butt cheeks this year. I don't, I'm just not sure. Next one here. Do we bring? Oh wait, to answer that though, Mac Jones. I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. I think that the 49ers go Trey Lance. It is March 31st today. And I think that the Mac Jones cra- stuff is is crap. I think it's a smokescreen. I think the Justin Fields moves and their private workouts and visits and stuff. I think that's a smokescreen. I think they go Trey Lance. It makes total sense to me that they would go Trey Lance. All right, next one here. Do we bring in somebody for McVay to potentially develop a quarterback uh, in this draft behind Stafford, or is the staff happy with Wolford? Ow. 
Uh, Wu was not written there. That was my addition. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think this year. Stafford's only 33, and I realize that some people feel like that's really old, but first of all, shame on you, because I'll be 30 in a couple months, and it makes me sad. But I, I think that people are looking at Matthew Stafford being 33 as like, that. That's that's too old. The Super Bowl MVP, just now, 43 years old. 10 years older than Matthew Stafford. Are they different people? Very much so, different people. Very much so. But Matthew Stafford goes from Detroit to L.A., gets a little bit better protection, gets a little bit more rollouts in his offensive scheme. I think he gets a little bit less beat up moving forward than he has in the past in Detroit. That's just going from Detroit to L.A., though. That's just how that works. That being said, I I, I think that him being 33, I think we really do have a good seven, eight years out of him. And for that reason, I would say going quarterback this season doesn't make any sense. The Wolf can get it done. He can be the backup. And I, I have no issues if, if Stafford goes out and, and we need to see the Wolf in a game. That doesn't really bother me. I like the Wolf. I don't want to see him as a full-time starter for the LA Rams, but I like him on the bench, if that makes any sense. Kind of, kind of the way I felt about Case Keenum. I liked Case Keenum as the Rams' backup quarterback. Didn't want to see him as every week starter, but I liked him on the bench. Felt that way about a lot of Rams quarterbacks, actually. Austin Davis was one. Maybe maybe that one is probably like the least realistic. The one that makes, makes the least amount of sense with that, but either way. But yeah, I, I would say that this year is not the year to go quarterback. I think that Stafford and Wolf. And uh, don't forget, we also brought in Duck Hodges, and um, we also still have Bryce Perkins. So... I think that room's pretty full right now, and I, th- I think we do go into the season with Stafford and Wolf, and I think that that's I think that's fine. And uh, probably put, I mean, it's possible that Duck and and Perkins go on the practice squad, but I would say it's probably going to be Perkins. And last one here from Cody, GM of the Rams, Sheriff Joe Bags. How do you make this team better over the next two or three years to have a shot at a trophy? Dude, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that we're as far out as some people think. This team went 10-6 and and won a road playoff game with Jared Goff, who could not stop turning the ball over, did not throw over 200 passing yards in either of the Rams' postseason games, and threw, what, three interceptions to defensive linemen this year? I think the Rams got a lot better with that move alone. I like Jared Goff. I really, really hope he succeeds out there because I really have a good feeling about Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. I think he's going to crush it out there. And Jared Goff's in a rough situation. Coming off of a rough year with turnovers, goes to a team that we have no idea what to expect from. They got, they're biting off kneecaps up there. And is, is Jared Goff a guy who bites off kneecaps? I just don't think so. I don't think he's got, I don't think that Jared Goff has kneecap biting in his brain. I don't think he's got that in his body. I don't think he bites kneecaps. I just don't. I don't think that that's who he is. So, I don't know. I, I think that Wentz is in a really good spot, and I think Goff is in kind of a rough spot. And because of that, I think that Carson Wentz, I think he's going to do really well, and that Jared Goff might have a, a hard time. He might nibble on some kneecaps, but I don't know if we're going to see full-on bites. So, the thing that, that I'm, I'm not looking forward to in this situation is all the fans that are going to come out and say, see, this is why we should have taken Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was better than Jared Goff, and we knew it. On their second teams, they're doing way different. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Because Carson Wentz going to the Colts, he failed in Philadelphia. So it doesn't. it's irrelevant. Jared Goff did a better job in, in L.A. 
than Carson Wentz did in Philadelphia. That's that's just facts right there. And you can say Super Bowl, but where was Carson Wentz in that Super Bowl? Wearing a t-shirt and shorts on the sideline. Jared Goff wasn't in a t-shirt and shorts on the sideline. He was throwing interceptions. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun line for me. Anyway, that's all of our fan cases. Thank you guys so much for dropping those. I do appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. And, um... Uh, if you guys do have fan cases, make sure you guys drop them. You guys can message any of my social media pages. Uh, you guys will see those on your screen right now. Uh, drop them and ask some questions. It's fine. If, it, if I feel like it's time sensitive, I will ask it right there. If I don't feel like it's time sensitive, it'll be on the show next week, uh, which will be, what's the date of the next show here? So you guys know when your uh, cutoff is. Oh, what? Change my, my YouTube month. Uh, it's going poorly. Let's see. Uh, so it's the 7th of April. Oh, yeah, that's easy, man. Could have done that in my head, probably. Uh, but either way, 7th is uh, going to be the next uh, show. So April 7th. And uh, uh, easy reminder for you guys, if you guys are watching me on April Fool's Day, you guys are not as funny as you think you are. And uh, no one thinks it's funny that you did these jokes to them. I just want to let you guys know that. Uh, but make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff. They are trying to make it very easy for you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be getting into some more live stuff soon. Uh, hoping to, to work that after the draft. We'll, we'll get that really going. Uh, Rams new uniforms will release at some point. I'm hoping this month uh, we're getting a new uniform style. Fingers crossed for yellow. Finger, fingers crossed that I'm right on to Davian Clowney. And uh, yeah, we'll get this thing, thing rocking and rolling. But make sure, like I said, you guys follow Rams Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That's plural for social media. Yeah, you guys get it. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for me. Uh, I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.